everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Good news for the desperate St. Louis Blues. They'll get a boost to the blue line tonight with Vince Dunn returning to action for Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals versus Boston at home. Dunn took a puck to the face in Game 3 of the Western Final versus the San Jose Sharks and hasn't played since. He has 17 points in 16 postseason games. Game 4 getting underway tonight at 8 o'clock with the Bruins hosting a 2-1 series lead after crushing the Blues 7-2 on Saturday night. Goalie Jordan Bennington got the hook after letting in 5 of 19 shots. He was bad. The whole team was bad. Blues forward Oscar Sundquist also returns from suspension tonight. St. Louis laying 120, total 5.5. Updated series price Boston minus 340, St. Louis plus 270. Game three of the NBA Finals shifting to California for game number three Wednesday night in Golden State. The Warriors heading home after evening the series Sunday night in T.O. Golden State laying six in this basketball game over under set at 12 and a half Wednesday night. Updated series price Warriors minus 300 Raptors plus 240. The French Open heating up quarterfinals right on the horizon. Novak Djokovic has become just the first man to reach the French Open quarters for 10 years in a row. Even Rafa Nadal hasn't done that. Djokovic moving on to the round of eight with a 6-3, 6-2, 6-2 win over 45 seed Jan Leonard Stroop of Germany with a solid 31 winners and only 12 unforced errors. He's bidding for a fourth Grand Slam title and his second trophy at Roland Garros where he won the title back in 2016. His quarterfinal opponent will be, uh, who do we have here? Alexander Zherdev. He just won taking out number nine Fabio Fognini in a four-setter, 3-6, 6-2, 6-2, 7-6. Four seed Dominic Team beat Gilbert Monfi of France in straight sets. In this one, 6-4, 6-4, 6-2. And Kai Nishikori, what a battle. He completed a five-set win over two days to reach the quarters as well. The seven seed from Japan taking out Benoit Paillet in a tough, tough battle. He now meets Rafa Nadal in the semis. An all-Swiss battle, too. This should be a good one in the other semi. 24 seed Stan Werwanka battles three seed and legend Roger Federer. That should be great on the women's side. American Madison Keys will battle Ash Barty in the quarters. Keys took out 42nd rank. Katarina Sinikova, 6-2, 6-4. 8-seed Barty beat Sophie Kennan in three sets. That's the 20-year-old who upset Serena Williams in the previous round. 3-seed Simona Halep won in straight sets over Iga Swiatek from Poland. An unseeded 17-year-old American, Amanda Anasimova, beat Spanish qualifier Aliona Bolsova to move on to the quarterfinal round of eight as well in the others. Seven seed Sloan Stevens of the USA plays 26th ranked Johanna Conta of Great Britain. And Marketa Vondrusova of the Czech Republic will take on Petra Martic of Croatia. The MLB draft kicks off tonight at 7 o'clock with the Baltimore Orioles. They're on the clock. The overwhelming favorite to go first overall is Oregon State Beaver great Adley Roachman. The switch hitting catcher has been a phenom since last year. Uh, he won outstanding player honors at the 2018 College World Series. This is the O's first draft under new GM Mike Elias, who helped lead the Houston Astros through an amazing quick rebuild. Agent Scott Boris critical of the MLB draft. He wants to change the format and revamp the draft instead of just rewarding the worst team with the number one pick. Boris says a draft that rewards a winning a specific number of games is the reason to go. So you will fall spots if you don't reach your specific targets. He thinks this new format will stop teams from totally tanking on a season. Light day in the MLB, four games on the betting board tonight. We got the Angels and Cubs. We're just a couple minutes away there. 405 Eastern start from Wrigley Clubs laying 175. Bedrosian and Lester at 940. We have the Los Angeles Dodgers, 50 cent favorites at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total eight and a half. Bueller versus Ray. Two more games at 10-10 tonight. The Houston Astros, minus 140 at Seattle, over under nine and a half. 
Martin versus LeBlanc, and the Philadelphia Phillies minus 145 at San Diego. Nola versus Lauer, seven and a half year over under. The Minnesota Twins have stunned everyone so far this year by jumping out to the best record in the AL. Now they're looking to get better. Minnesota showing interest in both free agents, Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell, while having discussion with both players' reps. CFL News, the Ottawa Red Blacks have named Dominique Davis their week one starting quarterback. And in the NCAA, former Villanova guard Jehaven Quinterly has transferred to the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Morency hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. Hopefully Mike Blewett, our friend, will stop by. Keep it locked and loaded here. We got game picks, fun stories, and a whole lot more. Red Heat and Rage Hour 1 on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. whatever platform you're joining us, I am Gabriel Morenci on this uh, Monday afternoon. Um, throwing it down in a sunny uh, New York uh, City, but there's a dark cloud over the Toronto Raptors uh, right now as the NBA Finals uh, tied at one. And um, right now in St. Louis, they're hoping uh, that they're not singing the blues at about 11 o'clock uh, Eastern time uh, this evening as it's an absolutely positively uh, must-win game for the St. Louis Blues uh, tonight. What's going on, Cam Stewart? Yeah, you said it, Marenzi. Dark cloud is right. Uh, really disappointing last night. Could have got out to that big lead, 13-point lead. Just couldn't put them away. You see what happens, and Golden State goes on a huge run to start the third quarter. It's absolutely devastating. As for St. Louis, they played like junk on uh, Saturday night. I'm not just going to say, uh, you know, Boston came out and kicked their ass. They withheld uh, a big flurry in the first five minutes of the game, and you cannot take penalties against these guys. You've been the proponent of it. A team goes 4-4 four and four on the power play, stay out of the damn box, play your game. Marshawn's trying to downplay everything, say they were lucky and like, you know, hopefully St. Louis doesn't come out like a dog that's got rabies, but they need to tonight. Bennington needs to be better. The defense needs to be better. They got to score first tonight or else that building will just collapse like it did on Saturday. Must win game. You said it. And the thing is, the St. Louis Blues need to play a physical style to be successful. Uh, Yes, they keep getting called. Yet, you know, listen, I'm not. It is what it is. The Boston Bruins, their power play is unbelievable. They deserve the win on Saturday. But Barube's right. He's like, I don't understand. He goes, we're not doing anything different, yet we're getting called yep. uh, for, for stuff that they've been doing the entire playoffs. And he was talking in his press conference. He said, you know, if you look, we were one of the least penalized teams in the playoffs, and now we're getting called for everything all the time. It's a tough spot, man. They score four times on a power play and on four shots. I know. Four shots, four goals on four power plays. You can tell Bennington's getting a little tired. I would have pulled him a little earlier, actually, just because you could see what was what was about to happen, and it did happen. Yet it's one game, right? It's yes, yep. the series is on the line in the big picture, but at the same point in time, it's two one. You know, the series is two one, and it's the same thing with the Toronto Raptors, in which after they won the first game, I was like, we're going to win the championship for sure. And after they after they lost last night, all I, I can't stop thinking about it is like, oh God, we're gonna be down three one. We're gonna be down three one after the next couple of games, man. It goes from us being up one nothing and me thinking we're gonna win, we're gonna be down three one. But 
we're not down 3-1 yet, Cap. Like, I've already put us down 3-1, right? I got to chill out. It's one game. Like Ken Danico said, in the playoffs, man, even as a player, you win, you lose. It's like this roller coaster that, oh, my God, everything's great to, oh, my God, everything's terrible. We're falling apart. That's what's so grueling about the playoffs. And, you know, the Golden State Warriors have that mental toughness, and the Boston Bruins are pretty good at this stuff, too. They sure are. Uh, to your point about Barube, you're absolutely correct. I, I looked at all the numbers, too. In six games against the Jets, the same amount of, amount of penalties in three games. They are getting a little bit hosed, but that's life. You're going to have to deal with it. Kind of like the Raptors when they go to Golden State game. It's imperative they score first tonight and don't change their style. I, I think they can get it done tonight. I think their uh, that big blowout loss is going to motivate them. The fact they got their asses kicked is actually a positive. They're losing a close game. They really got it handed to them. They'll be angrier tonight and ready. Game time decisions. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I heart doing it. YouTube. Uh, yeah, for the record, I apologize, uh, guys. I actually played a little after baseball. I uh, wanted to throw it out there. I was going to tweet it out uh, before the show started. Uh, we're on the Angels. We're on the Angels as underdogs. Plus 158 against the Chicago Cubs. And I'm also on the, uh, the over 9. Uh, run scored. Uh, Cam, do you have any uh, action on this Angels and Cubs game? Yeah, we're on opposite sides. I put the Cubs in a parlay uh, with uh, uh, the Phillies tonight with uh, Aaron Nola. Uh, I kind of like the way he's bounced back. I know they're coming off the sweep. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Marenzi. The weekend wasn't great. Uh, Should have just uh, done the, the first half quarter thing with the Raptors, but I actually did it different this time, feeling the whole game, and we'll have to reevaluate how we're going to play these games moving forward. Uh, golf was actually funny for you. Uh, Ricky Fowler's a little tart, couldn't finish top 15, but Hideki was the top Asian after all, even though he t- hit one in the water. So Peter pays Paul. We won there. Had a piece of Cantlay. Would have been huge if Adam Scott won because he was 35 to 1. Cantlay was around 16 to 18. Uh, live bet, but not enough. Uh, you know, mixed bag, Gabe. Mixed bag. Golf, pretty good. Uh, the Raptors, pretty bad in the Blues on Saturday night. Gross. Yeah, you know what screwed me is, for some reason or another, since I had to wait 16 minutes uh, for my Uber to show up to get out of the book, <laughs> I ended up going back in and putting another 100 bucks in on the Raptors. So I put 400 <laughs> on the game last night. Of course. That's three hundred. I didn't put four. Um, had the over 213, which was freaking sailing over the number, bro. End up getting a push on the 213, which is really annoying. But I took the Raptors in the first half. Yeah. And... I should have done first quarter as well. I didn't. I ended up just doing the first half. And I had Kawhi Leonard over 30 and a half. I had Van Fleet over his number. I sort of salvaged it. It wasn't the disaster that it could have been. But, yeah, same thing. It was frustrating. I had Liverpool on Saturday, but I lost the UFC fight that I had parlayed with. And then, of course, I went relatively big on the Blues. I thought they were going to win on Saturday night. Yeah, that was a real... Um, <laughs> yeah, right. The weekend, right? Like we both. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like the Blues lost Don't Saturday, the Raptors lost Sunday. How do you think I the weekend know. went? I know. 
I'm doing weekend shows with Blewett and uh, Joe's Fish Market, too, and I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, you know, we got the Blues game Saturday. Scores, 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 Biddington, hook. I'm just, you know, when you're just sitting there staring at the wall, like, you're not even angry. You're just, like, we've been through this so many times. I'm just, like, burning a hole through my wall going, why? Why do I do this to myself? But another day, we'll still be doing the same damn thing. I'm coming back to the Blues tonight. <laughs> well, have them in the series. I don't know what that Which do. leads me into that dude. Leads me into that dude who has that uh, St. Louis Blues ticket for uh, for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Now there's a there's a lot of blues tickets out there. We've been talking about them, but I'm talking about remember specifically the fan guy. Yep. He's just a fan. He's not a better. He's just he basically played one one hundred percent as a fan. And if you recall, he got offered uh, forty thousand dollars. He yeah. got offered forty k uh, for the ticket before the series started. He turned it down. Um, he's turned down a couple of different offers uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. They're down two one right now, and he just turned down another offer for twenty six thousand dollars. Wow! And of course, people are now mocking him. Uh, online saying you're an idiot, you're going to lose, you're not going to get anything. And he says he has a, uh, it's his gut now telling him to hang on to the ticket. So he's turning down. So right now, because after tonight, this is it. Like his ticket, he's like, I'm pulling for the guy and I'm pulling for the Blues. But Blues win tonight, suddenly his ticket's worth like 45000 again. Exactly. <laughs> it's everything. It's tonight like, is everything. And yeah, if it loses, then hey, his ticket's worth, you know, someone's going to say, here's 1800 bucks, buddy. Here, here, here's something, people. You're ripping this guy? Did you bet on the Blues to win at that price? Do you have the opportunity to even win $10,000 or $5,000 if they lose tonight? So screw you. That's what I say. If I'm that guy, you know what I mean? I went out and did it. What are you sitting on? A bag of potatoes? What, rice aroni? This guy's got a real ticket. So... People can mock them all they want. You show me your ticket where, hell, he can sell the thing when they're down three to one for a couple grand and walk away with more money if he wants, but he's not going to do it. He's going down to the yep. end. He's a, he's he's swinging. He's a fan, Gabe. He's a fan. Welcome, welcome, Cam, to uh, social media in 2019. Oh, yeah. bunch of where a bunch of unemployed jackasses <laughs> yeah. uh, sit on their couches and tell successful people how to live their life. Oh, you should have <laughs> yes. done this. You should have done yeah. that. That's like, dude. Yeah. Like, you should have left like your really. mom's house. <laughs> yeah. Like people living in like, you know, some dumpy, dumpy bachelor pad there, telling like, "Oh yeah, this guy's a loser. That guy's a loser." And it's like, "Yeah, hey, all right, buddy. Yeah, you have a hard time paying your internet bill, and you're telling you're telling people uh, how to live their lives." Um, yes. Listen, I said it before. I would have taken a forty thousand before. Mm-hmm. I would have taken a 40000 I understand. Only because the Bruins were favorites. I did think the Blues were going to win. They still can win. But remember what I said. I said, take the 40000 Go to the Stanley Cup. Enjoy the series. You know, you only put 400 bucks in. And then yeah. put a little money down again. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. your forty k, And then there's still underdogs. Put another ten k. Say, all right, I'm going to put 10 15k on the Blues to win the series. And now I, I, I'm walking away and I'll have a good time here. So, but I don't know, man. Listen, you know, team sports rage, Cam, we were in a similar situation. Like, you know, it was a $55,000 difference, Cam. 
on a football game. The Packers yep. and the Bears. We could have hedged. We didn't. It's easier to say when you're not there and you don't have the money, jackasses, right? And basically, my our thought was, listen, why would I hedge this right now when we just got to eighth place? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we believe. I believe in us. Like, I believe in the pick. I'm not, like... We didn't get we didn't finish top ten because we were pussies and we hedged every weekend. You know what I mean? Yep. So it was basically listen, if the Packers win, we win hundred and ten thousand dollars. If the if the Vikings win, we win fifty six thousand dollars. Unfortunately, freaking Teddy Bridgewater, like the one game he's been healthy in the last ten years, and the guy yeah. oh, played yeah. great that then he plays for the Saints in the last weekend and he was gonna make a lot of money. Now they're going, eh, I don't know, Teddy. That was a pretty bad performance there when the other team had their third stringers out there. Like, that's the thing, Gabe. That was the best game he's played in a long time, and I'm rooting for Teddy Bridgewater. God, he was bad versus Carolina. Remember that game he came in at the end of the year? <laughs> Didn't help his stock any. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to come in just off the bench. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough for Teddy because you're playing for a contract or whatever. But, no, I'm with you. Other people shouldn't give you advice on that stuff. I've hedged out of golf before. You also have to look at your means. What are you doing financially? Like, how important is, you know, $4,000 compared to $20,000? Yeah. What do you need to do in your life? For me, you know, if I'm going to win $20,000 and you can guarantee me probably around six, seven, that's probably a number that I'll hedge at because I know I could take care of a mortgage payment, you know, deal with these dicks I deal with at the bank all the time that are fleecing me when all my accounts, all the debts that you have in your life. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. But if you want to let it roll, I... The thing is, this guy, though, I'm with you. Like, it, obviously, it doesn't seem like he's a real gambler because I don't think he understands the nuances of, you know, the line movements, the swings, when to when to sell, when to buy. He's a true fan of the team, but I'm with you. You take the 40-something grand, that's a nice chunk of change, man. For Especially, you had to split it up with other guys, too, on your team. This guy's his own, uh, he's his own boss just betting on the blues, right? So, any, anyway, it's hard to tell people what to do with their lives, but I've noticed I've been hedging a lot more recently because... I like pluses more than minuses, Gabe, especially when you have uh, bad weekends when teams that you bet on don't come through. Yeah, so two hours ago, this guy turned down $26,420. Yeah. Uh, if they win tonight, uh, though, if they win, I so know. the series line. I know. <laughs> I, here's the thing. The series line now, Gabe, I, I did my update. I checked a couple books. Mr. Green, uh, Boston's minus 340. The Blues are plus 270. So if you do the math there, if they win tonight, it's probably going to go you know, what do you think Boston will be after tonight? A buck fifty? If the Blues win tonight, like he'll be in a way better hedging position if if they can find out a way to win the game. I kind of w- I would wait till this game. I know if they if they lose this game, he's toast. His hedge is ultimately defeated. But you got to ride it out for if they if they tie it, you got to. Okay, so you wonder why would this guy offer twenty six thousand dollars? It's plus two fifty right now. I just did the math right now. You, he would get back $91,000 if he played it at the book. You get back 100000 Yeah, He's getting an extra nine k out of grand. it. Yeah, that's, yeah. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
game time decisions. The Lakers Radio, Madison Sports Radio Network, in New York and Toronto. Uh, we've got uh, Game Four of the Stanley Cup uh, this evening in uh, St. Louis. St. Louis Blues got pummeled uh, on Saturday night. Uh, the Toronto Raptors got um, uh, got gutted uh, last night in the second half. Uh, they're off until Wednesday night. Uh, big news uh, right now. Twitter's blowing up, uh, basically, about Jeopardy. Our love's in Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Um, Twitter's blowing up about uh, Jeopardy. And if you care about Jeopardy, and you're somebody that actually is like, oh, my God, like, you know, don't tell me what happens on Jeopardy. You might want to, uh, you might want to um, turn your volume down. Uh, right now, because we're going to talk about Jeopardy, and the streak is done. He loses. It's already aired in like 30 markets. It airs earlier today in some parts of America, not just in prime time. So uh, James Holzhauser's uh, run, I believe it's 33 episodes in a row. It has come to an end, and um, we're now joined by the one man at the Fantasy Sports uh, Network that we thought, you know what? Blewett could take this guy down. Mike Blewett joins us. What's up, Blewett? High praise. Appreciate it, Gabe. Uh, I'm surprised he lost only because, it, I mean, assuming it's true, um, oh, you're it's saying true. it already aired, so it's confirmed. Um, I, I guess I'm only surprised in that he seemed to be really quick on the buzzer, so he was either having an off night or found somebody that could match his skills that, on that from that standpoint. I thought, I thought, Mike, they were going to try to, like, uh, you know, the payoff job because it seemed like it never was going to end, right? Like, you could even tell yeah. Trebek was bitter. Hey, Gabe, when he was looking at him now, he's like, oh, God, this guy again? Where's teacher's week? Like, you know what I mean? They had those weeks to separate the yeah. run because he was just driving everybody insane. You know what I mean? But I can't believe he lost. It's almost shocking. Feels like he took a dive. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I saw the video of him losing, and something seems off about it as well. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you. I don't He's know. Too it good, just man. does. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's almost it. Cam. And I said this this morning. It's been it's been out there all day. I said this this morning on a morning show. It's almost like you could tell he's not having fun the whole show. And I didn't see the whole show, but in the clip, it's almost looks like a man that knows whatever I'm going to lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's almost like it's like set up. Like he almost looked like yeah, I'm done. And. People are really suspicious because he's ultra aggressive all the time, yet he only yeah. bet thirteen hundred bucks on his final answer today. That's ridiculous. Mm, yeah, very the guy always goes all in all the time, and he knew the answer. So like he knew he knew the answer. I mean, he knows the answer to everything. And like so, he's like thirteen hundred bucks, and he sort of goes over, and he high fives the girl that beat him. He goes over and like he sort of high fives her, and he tweeted out. He tweeted out this morning, you know, we know he's got a sense of humor because he tweeted out, uh, I knew I should have invited Drake to today's uh, Jeopardy taping. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see a world where he was sort of bored with the game and he wanted to tap out? Kind of, Mike. I I don't know. He seemed like a guy with a big ego. Me and Galena talked about it yesterday on our, our weekend show, and I, I was telling him, you know, I, I thought, like, we, we talked about this, actually, like taking a dive or how the networks probably want somebody new, getting sick of him. We weren't sure the way it was going to go down, but 
it's actually crazy that this happened, Marenzi and Mike, because we actually talked about this type of thing. And this is a guy that starts categories from the max, Gabe. Excellent point by you. Why would he take three? Thir- why would you bet thirteen hundred dollars when the guy doesn't start at hundred dollar questions? Like he has a strategy in a way he goes about his business. That would be opposite towards it. Very odd. Now, what I find odd too, and I've been tweeting about this, is now Darren Rovell is actually trending on Twitter, or he was, because somehow it's Darren Rovell's fault because he actually reported this this morning. Like he tweeted in today's episode of Jeopardy, which is already aired in multiple markets, James Holzhauer loses. Well, he won 32 in a row. Today was the 33rd episode. He goes, we spoke to him this morning about what happened on the final episode. So even Holzhauser did a damn interview this morning. He's tweeting about, like, honestly, because people are attacking Darren Rovell like crazy right now. Thanks for ruining it. And, ah, oh, you ruined, you know, you're a jackass. Um, like and like everyone, like his Twitter's blowing up right now, and it's like it guys. It is a little odd that they stagger the markets like that so that it blows it for yes. however many millions of people. But yesterday, it's not Steve, Darren this, leaked, this yeah. leaked yesterday. All right, it was already taped. Yeah. They did it. They taped it on Friday, so that's why Holzhauser waited till it aired in a market, and then he said, "I never should have." Like he was sitting on the joke type of thing, and. And the thing is, this leaked yesterday. And it's not Aaron Rovella leaked it. It was Sony that owns this stuff. I think they leaked it because I don't know. Like I don't I haven't seen the ratings. But I bet you they wanted everyone to freaking know that this guy lost. Because if he just loses tonight, oh he lost, then like I think no 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 no. Let it out there that he lost. And like you said, Tim, get rid of him. You know what I mean? Now everyone will tune in. Good, he's gone. Exactly. He's annoying. Like, he can't be there for two months, and he's a smug-looking that's, dude. Yeah, but Ken, guys, Ken Jennings was there for more than twice as long as that. Ken Jennings isn't as arrogant as this guy. I, I agree. I, I agree with that. I think Ken Jennings is actually, even though he's smart, he was more likable than this guy. Like, Mike, I'm telling you, my girlfriend's a, a Jeopardy-aholic. Like, that's the only thing. Like, we watch yeah. Jeopardy before sports, and she was saying the same thing. Like, now that we gamble and we play fantasy sports, she's like, what's going to happen with the network? How are they going to get this guy off? Like, it was something that is building for a while. And you could tell, like, just Trebek and them, like, the, the the anger and angst that they have, just the way they exchanged it. Gabe, I, 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 I didn't Trebek know. Trebek was yeah, like, really I happy after the episode tonight, too. Yeah, they, I, I he bet goes, he was. I bet he was dancing. Trebek said, Trebek said, what a game. Wow, what, what a, a game. game. <laughs> He's all and, and uh I think oh, what they Alex did. Also, think, Alex Trebek is also very sick, obviously. He is sick. Alex is very sick. Would he really want to go out uh, every night with James Holzhauer being the champ when Alex is kind of fighting for his life right now? No, no, he's getting better. He announced uh, announced last week. He's healing? That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a pancreatic cancer, though. It's It's a... Yeah, I don't know. What's he he have? Pancreatic cancer? That's what I thought. I'm telling you. Oh, if he has pancreatic cancer, you have a 3% chance to survive with pancreatic cancer. It's the worst cancer in the world. So my prayers are with him if, it, if it's pancreatic Brain cancer. Um, I want to start arguing about uh, type cancer, but Alex Trebek says his tumors have shrunk by 50%. But, oh. yeah, he stayed uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. He's in trouble. Yeah. But either yeah. way, either way, um, I don't think I don't think anyone took a dive, but I think they probably 
they came up and sort of like, it's like I said before, they're just going to have to dig down deep and bring in some real all-stars. You know what I mean? Like they had to think, all right, who's the smartest chick that never we haven't had on the show yet? And they came up with a with a cerebral assassin. Like this woman never cracked a smile even when she won. It was like she was there to knock this guy off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, you know, Gabe, you know, they, you know what my, Gabe, they my, my idea was like wrestling. Leave or leave show and town match. Like Ken Jennings, you bring him back. Like you have all the right guys in history, and they all come at him like. You know what I mean? You lose, you're done. He would smash like Ken that. Jennings. <laughs> oh yeah, he, I was reading. Yeah, I was reading about it that um, there's other game shows and Jennings, like all these guys, like Holzhauser, he's known by everyone. He's been on other shows before. It's like a whole circuit. This thing. Yeah. And uh, I guess Holzhauser like smashed Jennings' uh, general knowledge jeopardy test. Wow. And cool. like, yeah, there's one of the producers said, no disrespect to Ken, but. Holhauser's like uh, like 2.0 type of new breed of trivia monster. <laughs> <laughs> trivia monster. He is. That's why that's he is. You know, it's crazy, though. He tried 13 I don't know times on Jeopardy and never made it. I don't know how he lost with, with his ability to buzz in like that. And I, I just don't know how it got to that. But I guess we'll have to watch and see. Yeah, well, what it comes it. down to is the buzzer. That's it. Is that the uh, everybody knows every answer for the most part? You know what I mean? Like they're all. It's all like they study yeah. this stuff. If you're up, if not, you're on that panel, you've done. You can get most of the answers. Yeah, you know most of everything. You'll even know the questions that are coming for the most part. Like there's people that train for it. Like there's a whole scene behind this that I never really knew about that I've read about. So it really does come down to the buzzer. How do you perform under pressure? How are you going to do in the TV studio? Uh, like I told you, I had a buddy that was good enough, but he got booted off because he uh, he kept buzzing too soon. He ruined the taping. They were like, you're done. <laughs> so, um, That's yeah, so good. Yeah, it's That's the wor- so worst Jeopardy appearance ever. <laughs> Well, you got to, you know, imagine, guys, you think every every episode goes well. That's why they TV called TV tapings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Uh, When I lived in Hollywood, I used to walk past Jeopardy. It was right down the street from me. And um, you would have enjoyed it, uh, Cam. They didn't offer a lot of money. It was like this was like the late 80s. So basically, it was like ten bucks and uh, and free lunch. Sure, I'll take a free lunch. So basically, yeah, and you watch like two episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's great. It's like it's hard like to fill a studio audience up every day for these shows down there, right? In Hollywood, like in the old days, they had like all those shows. Some of them would pay a bit more, but I'm telling you, it wasn't a lot because I remember I was like, eh, it's not worth my time. <laughs> but people used to tell me. People used to tell me that uh, they said, oh, yeah, they got good food on the Jeopardy set, basically for the audience. <laughs> nice. They don't chintz out. No, like basically. Money was on Jeopardy, too. <laughs> basically, in the Jeopardy audience, there's like homeless people in Hollywood and stuff, like TikTok there. Like, that's why the, the, the lights are dark. <laughs> you never right. see the audience in Jeopardy. No, no. All right, we'll hit, we'll hit this and more. Same time as this, we continue.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. If you're serious about fantasy football, it's never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season, and Roto Experts has you covered with the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long, betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Thank you very much, uh, Cam. All right, so I'm uh, Marenzi. That's Cam Stewart. Mike Blewett uh, with us. Uh, we'll move on from this uh, Jeopardy stuff in a minute. But here, I even see uh, old Salacious Stacy from our HSR days, Cam, on Twitter. Yes, nice, uh, telling, nice. Uh, Darren, two minutes ago, telling Darren Ravel to go F himself. Oh, yeah. Um, she's, she's not happy that... Uh, like, people, if you go online, like, okay, um, George Kurtz does this. Let me ask you, Mike. So, Kurtz, like, yeah. uh, Kurtz, like, well, referee hockey games and the Islanders are playing and stuff, and he, DV, he DVRs it or whatever, and yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't want to know the score, and, and he watches it after. But I don't know if you ever do that nowadays. But if you did and were going to do that, you probably wouldn't go on Twitter, right? And say, well, I'm going to go on Twitter right now, but I don't want to know the score of the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Right? 100%. If you don't want to know something, you would stay offline, wouldn't you? Uh, 100%. There's no way to avoid it if you're hanging out on Twitter or even have your phone on for, uh, for a hypothetical. Exactly. That George is refing the yeah. hockey game. You turn have to turn your phone off, drive home, go right to the TV, start playing the game, and don't let anybody interrupt you. I told George if I was you, I just, when I got back in my car, I'd turn the radio on and listen to the game on the way home. But I said I would want to know yeah. right away. I'd, I don't want to wait until, uh, until after the fact. But, yeah, my point is just there's no such thing, guys. If you're on freaking Twitter, don't be bitching about, like, you got spoiled. It's like watching the news and getting pissed off that they talk about uh, the news. Right? Oh, I can't believe you told me about the earthquake. Like, I don't know what people like you you guys expect. And another thing, it's Jeopardy. All right? <laughs> it's Jeopardy. <laughs> How did you feel when LaShawn McCoy blew the, I mean, I didn't care about the movie, but LaShawn McCoy blew the Avengers ending for that was a, dickhead a lot of move. people. That was a whole yeah. different was a scenario. Different scenario. Yeah. It's not yeah. a game show. That movie's been hyped for years. People are waiting in line. Somehow he sees yeah. an advanced copy and goes, ah, oh, R.I.P. Tony Hawk or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, like, but once again, you know what I mean? You're online. But that was different. Like, it's different move ruining a movie premiere. Totally, totally different, Gabe. You said he did an interview. It was already in other markets, and McCoy had a previous viewing that was not out before. That's a totally different scenario. As a lawyer, which you were going to be in your second career after broadcasting, 
You brought that empirical evidence to the table. We win the case. Yeah, Thanks, so I appreciate it. I, I appreciate no problem, it. And the thing is, Holhauser actually tweeted out, I never should have invited Drake to today's taping. So what the hell does that exactly. mean, people? Because Drake wins yes. all the time, right? And another yes. thing is, it got leaked yesterday. Not even by Roval. It got leaked yesterday. It was online. And then Sony, you know, took it down due to copyright infringement. The people that got it, they actually, they did this deliberately. I, they wanted people to know that he lost today for one reason or another. You know what I mean? Yeah, Darren Rovell didn't sneak in Sony pictures. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. People were probably tuning out. I don't know if the ratings are going down. but So this is some of the stuff, though. So the guys over at pregame.com. When is, Je- when is Jeopardy going to get a real bump in ratings? It's consistent <laughs> with the people that watch, like, Myself and Cam and and his girlfriend and all the, you know, however hundreds of thousands to million people watch on a given night. There's no uh, event that's going to occur other than something like this will get a, the more casual fans to tune in. So they have to let them, they have to let people know that this happened. This is Greg McElroy former Alabama quarterback, national champion, ESPN football analyst. Smart guy, actually. I think he got like 50 out of 50, yeah. actually, uh, on the Wonderlick. Um, tweets at Darren Rovell. Dude, you're unreal. The fact that you would tweet this before any primetime audience has had a chance to see it is laughable and pathetic. Uh, your article would have been equally newsworthy tomorrow, but instead you had to attempt to be first. Not surprising. That is Clowns not true. Gonna clown. It would not be equally newsworthy tomorrow. Sorry to cut no you kidding. off, but that isn't true. <laughs> exactly. What McElroy said he is false. Him, he says to him, clown's going to clown. Now, let me ask you, Mike. Do you think that if Darren Rovell didn't leave ESPN, that and he's not the only ESPN person that's like gone gone after Rovell recently. There's pretty much a concerted hit from ESPN. I think they think they built this guy and then he bolted for the action network. And, you know, he got he got more money. ESPN wasn't paying him that much, even though he had all these followers on Twitter. He's got two million. Love him or hate him. Rovell does create headlines and, and have interesting little news tidbits. And he's probably the most hated man on Twitter. Uh, for it as well, just because he is kind of, you know, he's kind of geeky, but I, I guarantee you, if if Darren Rovell still worked for ESPN, Greg McElroy's not calling him a clown, right? Definitely not. And, but by the way, he, he also left ESPN for a second time. He left ESPN for <laughs> CNN, went back to ESPN, <laughs> now he's at the Action Network. So uh, I, I think the reality is that Darren Rovell is a person that people like to hate. I think people get a sense that he's digging his nose in business that he shouldn't be digging his nose in. I, I, that's me saying it from afar. I don't care. I think he does a good job. Uh, some of the some of the tidbits that you mentioned, people don't find interesting, so they hammer him about that. I think overall, he's fashioned a career in teaching people a little bit more or informing people a little bit more about sports business than they would otherwise know. That topic is really interesting to me. So Rovell is somebody that I'm going to reference and quote and everything else. And I don't think he did anything wrong here. I might have been a little annoyed myself, but frankly, if it's already aired elsewhere and he waited, then he would lose the juice on the story. He would. McElroy's wrong. Yeah, no kidding. McElroy should worry about uh, college football. 
on ESPN and not what Darren Ravel uh, is tweeting. And as I stated, you're following a guy that actually lives in breeze to, to tweet things like this. Like, yeah. you know I mean, that's right. That's what Ravel does. That's like Darren Ravel is a professional tweeter. He's not a reporter. Yes. He's not a TV personality. He's a tweeter. Like he really like he is. He has been one of the few people that has been able to monetize. Yeah, writer, but uh, in 140 characters. You know what I mean? I get but, it. Yeah, but this that's but you're right. Twi- Twitter is his platform. That's his sweet spot. That's where he puts out his information. Yeah, and, and, and you know he doesn't really have his own scoops. He just sort of he's really just sort of a, an extension of of the corporations. Um, and and the press releases, but he gets them first, uh, it seems. But listen, I got nothing against uh, Rovell. And me, me personally, me personally, as you stated, I don't think he did anything wrong here either. I mean, it's not the Avengers. It's not the same thing. The show already freaking aired when he tweeted it this morning. He waited till it aired in a couple of markets. Then he tweeted it out. Holzhauser tweeted this morning about, I never should have invited Drake. There's other, like, it's like people, like, have their head in the sand. Like, Twitter's not the only information out there, guys. Anyone that looks around the internet. Yeah, how many followers stand- does Holzhauer have? How many people did he blow it for? Um, probably quite a bit right now. Excellent. Probably a good, hell of a lot more than he did before. He's the guy. He probably blew it for a lot of people. I, I don't take that term lightly when I say he blew it. Uh, blew it. I see here, too. I don't know if it's it was in California. He's getting taxed one point two million dollars on his winnings. What did he win? Two mil. Yeah, just a over oh, two he... mil. He won over yeah. two mil. Did... Well, he broke the record for money earned, right? He beat Ken Jennings' record. Uh, no, yeah. he was short. He was really? short by fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Fifty-eight thousand. That's another thing. Whoa, what a coincidence! Are you kidding camp, me? Huh? Oh, what a They're like, no, 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 no. You're not beating. Like, like you said, uh, Trebek, this feels. This is Trebek starting to feel very. Oh, I, if on. I bite the bucket, oh, I don't want this guy as the greatest Jeopardy player ever. Yeah, we yeah, got to get. Yeah. I, 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 yes. <laughs> that's that, there are a lot of coincidences there. Fifty-eight thousand short cab. So two episodes. Like he would have. It would have been tomorrow. He would have he, been. He cleared fifty-eight thousand a bunch of times in one <laughs> night. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. And they got rid of him. I think they got rid of him purposely. Like I said, when I watched the tape, I'm yeah. like, yeah, something. Here. It doesn't it doesn't look right. Number one, he doesn't look mad. He looks like he knew he lost. Like it's like a two and a half minute clip. That's the thing too. It's not like it's some like ooh it leaked. Like, Dude, and they show the whole damn thing. Alex Trebek go, wow. They show the girl sort of win, and and Holhauser sort of looks resigned to losing. He's standing there, and he goes over. He high-fives the girl. Trebek's all really, really happy, <laughs> and the girl never cracks a smile. And I'm thinking, that's weird, too. It's like, what, did you know you were going to win, too? Like, she never cracked a smile. He but didn't show any, any anger. It, it's a weird ending. It, it, it did seem strange. And you find out that he's $58,000 short. But if you ever watch the night that Ken Jennings lost, the woman was elated. She was shocked, but smiling and happy and everything else. Yes. 
That's what you I've should seen be, that. right? I went back and watched it. I don't know, Moretti. What's that? Yeah, it feels weird. Uh, uh, Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, Jeopardy they found out that Jeopardy, Jeopardy fixed it against him, then the show was canceled. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yes. Fixed it. Quit, quiz show style. Can't fix it. yeah. It's illegal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because right, people never break the law. It can be manipulated <laughs> in some way, though. We may not not know. I, I, it's just it's very fishy. That's all. Very. No, fishy. I like you said, I don't know. I think me personally, I think they just brought in some. They were like, all right, we're going to bring in like the best possible, the best here to try to get him. So yeah, he lost the thirty third episode. He uh, he's fifty eight thousand four hundred eighty four dollars short of the all time winning record set by Ken Jennings. After federal and California state taxes, Holhauser's net winnings will be $1.2 billion. He gets to keep 47.6% of the money only. 47.6% of the money. It's ridiculous. And they should be shooting this show in Nevada. He could have kept a hell of a lot more of it. Uh, even wow. though Holhauser is a resident of Nevada, the game show took place in California, which means he must pay tax in that state. Uh, combined federal and California state taxes uh, puts him at $1.129 million that he'll be walking away with. Uh, he does hold the all-time record for the most money earned in a single episode, $131,127. Um, all right, we're out of here in a minute. Of it. So what's your uh, NBA uh, prediction, uh, Mike? Well, um, big one for the Warriors, obviously last night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I had from the uh, from Jump Street, which was Warriors and six. But it's starting to look like a mash unit, so nothing's gonna surprise me from here on out. It's just that the Raptors don't look particularly healthy either, with Kawhi kind of not at his best, you know, physically. Mike, blow it. Thanks for the time, Mike. Have a good one, Mike. Bye, right, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, level two coming up around the corner. Game time decisions ready. Major radio. Fantasy radio network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decision. It sounds like you guys are really tearing it up on the weekend. Yeah, what the <laughs> fish store? <laughs> well, you go to you go to get fish at the fish store. Oh, Galena told me a great story this weekend, Gabe. He was out barbecuing, and he's got some new neighbor. And uh, you know, the guy's uh, I don't know what's going on, but he was just saying he doesn't talk. So Galena tried to be friendly to him, and uh, basically, so the guy goes up to Galena and goes, "Hey." I noticed you were barbecuing and you're doing your steaks from the top grill to the bottom grill. I'm like, I go up to Galena. What kind of freak is this? Like the guy's watching you barbecue. I hope you got your shutters closed when you're uh, making love with your wife up there. Sounds like he's got a real creeper and peeper for a neighbor there, Gabe. Guy's watching a steak etiquette. 
the guy could tell how Galena was grilling yeah, a steak. Yeah, he's staring at the yes. Well you have yeah, like he's like, goes, like, yeah, that's what I said. I go, what? He goes, hey, I hear you. I saw you doing your steaks from the top grill and moving them to the bottom. Because most people do them from the bottom and let them sit on the top, right? Galena's like, tells me the story. I go, buddy, your neighbor's a freak, man. Like, you got to worry about him. And he goes, yeah. Galena's like, yeah, I told my wife, and now she's scared, too. Like, she's a little bit creep, creeped out by this guy. I go, you'd be, too. I don't need people talking. Like, yeah, that's the thing, Gabe. What's he got? Binoculars? Like, hey, look at Galena. He's really working that grill real hard. It sounds something like, uh, it sounds like something Love you would Galena. do. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, but I, 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 that, like, I wouldn't say. You know, new neighbors could... next door, the wife's are, like in a bikini, and there's a barbecue. You yes. got binoculars. You're like, uh, you're drooling and stuff, but it's like, like, you're looking at the barbecue. It I happens to me all the time. Like, it happens like to me all the time. I love dogs, right? So there's all these, like, chicks in my neighborhood with dogs and stuff. And the other day, they, they walked past me, and I actually turned around to look at the dog. I'm not even in, like, live cam. I was like, yeah, I like this dog. So I turned around, look at the dog. And the chick and her boyfriend sort of look at me like, you know, I'm looking at her ass or something. I want to say, listen, Settle down. I'm looking at I'm your looking at dog, all right? Yeah. I, like I don't like, like you. Pooch. I like your dog. Yeah. I like your pooch. Back off. Uh, I like that. Yeah, like, well, I didn't care. Okay, I wouldn't say that. That's yeah, I like weird, though. Settle down. Galena. Settle down. Galena's I like your re- pooch. Is it, uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You're poochy, poochy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Yank. Yes, we have and Yanks on our live baseball action, fellas. Yeah, let's go. Angels and Cubs. Total in this game was nine. Cubs minus 170. And ladies and gentlemen, if you got the uh, under, you're pretty happy right now. Still 0-0, bottom of the fourth. Uh, runs out of premium in this game. Very small Major League Baseball sched tonight. Let's get to the betting board. 940 Dodgers minus 150 at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total eight and a half. Bueller, Bueller versus Ray. Two more games at 10-10 tonight. The Houston Astros minus 145 at the Seattle Mariners. Over under 9.5. We got Martin and LeBlanc right in that matchup. And we also have the Philadelphia Phillies minus 145 at San Diego. Nola versus Lauer, total 7.5. The Minnesota Twins stunning everyone uh, right now with the best record in the American League. Now they're looking to get better reports indicating Minnesota showing interest in both free agents Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell with the club having discussion with both players' reps. Good news for this desperate St. Louis Blues. They're going to get a boost to the blue line tonight. Vince Dunn back in the lineup for Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight in St. Louis. Dunn took a puck to the face in Game 3 of the Western Conference Final versus the Sharks. He hasn't played since then. He has 7 points in 16 postseason games. As I mentioned, Game 4 underway tonight at 8 o'clock. The Bruins hold a 2-1 series lead after hammering St. Louis 7-2 on Saturday night. Goaltender Jordan Bennington got the hook. For the Blues, letting in 5 of 19. Also, St. Louis getting back forward Oscar Sundquist, who served his one-game suspension. St. Louis minus 115, total 5.5. Updated series price, 
Boston minus 340, St. Louis plus 270 to win the cup. Game three of the NBA shifting to Golden State, California for game three. It's Wednesday night. Warriors heading home, evening up the series Sunday. Golden State laying six in this basketball game. Total set at 212 and a half for game three. Updated series price Warriors minus 300, Raptors plus 240. The French Open heating up. We're here at the quarterfinals now. Novak Djokovic becoming the first man to reach the French Open quarters for 10 years in a row. Guys, unbelievable. Even Rafa Nadal has not done that. An amazing feat. Djokovic moving into the round of eight with a 6-3, 6-2, 6-2 win over 45 seed John Leonard Struff of Germany. He had 31 winners in the match, only 12 unforced airs. He's bidding for a fourth Grand Slam title, his fourth, uh, second trophy at Roland Garros, where he won the title back in 2016. His uh, quarterfinal opponent will now be Alexander Zhirinov, who took out number nine Fabio Fognini in four sets, 3-6, 6-2, 6-2, 7-6, the final. Fourth-ranked Dominic team beat Gilbert Monfils of France in straight sets, 6-4, 6-4, 6-2. And Kai Nishikori of Japan completed a five-set win over two days to reach the quarterfinals as well. The 17 beating Benoit Paire in a tough matchup. Nishikori now takes on two-seed Rafa Nadal in the semis. That should be a good one. And another great win, an all-Swiss battle in the semifinals. 24-seed Stan Wawrenka taking on living legend Roger Federer, the third seed in the other quarters. Women's side. American Madison Keys will battle Ash Barty in the quarters. Keys took 42nd rank Katarina Sinikova out 6-2, 6-4. And the 8-seed Barty beat Sophie Kennan in three sets. The 20-year-old who upset Serena Williams in the previous round. So a big win there. Three seeds. So Simona Halep won in straight sets over Iga Swiatek from Poland. An unseeded 17-year-old American, Amanda Anisimova. What a story. She beat Spanish qualifier Alanino Basova to move on to the quarters as well. Two others, Sloan Stevens of the USA battles 26-seed Brit Joanna Conta, and Marketa von Drusova of the Czech Republic takes on Petra Martic of Croatia. MLB draft tonight at 7 o'clock. Baltimore Orioles, you will be on the clock. The overwhelming favorite to go overall first is Oregon State Beaver catcher Adley Rouchman. The switch hitting catcher has been a phenom since last year, earning outstanding player honors at the 2018 College World Series. Agent Scott Burroughs wants the draft to change. He wants to change the format and revamp the draft. Instead of just giving losing teams a number one pick, he wants you to have a specific amount of numbers to get that first pick or else fall draft positions. He thinks this might stop teams from tanking. CFL News, Ottawa Redbacks have named Dominique Davis their week run starter. NCAA former Villanova guard Jahavon Quinterly. He has transferred to the SEC and the University of Alabama. I'm stay tuned as Gabe says, level two. Yeah, we got the second hour of Red Heat and Rage Radio. Thanks to Mike Blewett for stopping by. Stay tuned, everybody. More Red Heat and Rage, sports fun, and a whole lot more. Take a couple calls. We'll have some best bets for you as well. So Red Heat and Rage Hour 2 coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Level two. Game time decisions. Ready for radio. I'm Renzi. He's Cam Stewart. Kind of a lighter uh, day uh, today. Travel day. Um, after the uh, yeah, NBA Finals light card in baseball. I guess it's the baseball draft tonight. Is that you said why it, there's a- Se- yeah. Yep, 7 o'clock tonight. Baltimore Orioles on the clock. They'll get things going. Yeah, baseball draft tonight, and this kid from Oregon State, the switch hitting catcher, is going to be the top-ranked uh, person drafted, they're thinking. Beavers, chomp, chomp, chomp. 
Yeah, it's not like uh, the other drafts, though. There's no props or anything like that. <laughs> no one knows who the no, hell these no, guys no. are. <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that kid from Texas. Yeah, you're right. Like, I remember in the NFL, we bet on, like, every single prop in the first round. I- I've looked around. I can't find any. You're absolutely right. But uh, this hey, kid's the real deal. pick, the Minnesota Twins take Jesus Garcia. Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The that kid's lighting it up no in the Caracas minor leagues. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> no family, no anybody, too. <laughs> that's the thing. They don't have they don't have the green green room with the players sitting there too, Gabe. That that draft like ding 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 all business. Remember the Let's old days on. in the CFL. Remember the Ottawa Rough Riders drafted a dead guy. Yes, they did a dead player. They, they draft. It was the old days. So CFL same thing. Like they used to basically just do it on a conference call. All right, who you got, Bob? Uh, all right, we're gonna take. Uh, yeah, I mean we're taking. It's like it was just a conference call. And the Ottawa Rough Riders were like, yeah, when we select, you know, they take the guy. I can look it up. Uh, poor guy. He got shot or something, like, before. They didn't know. <laughs> That's crazy. Rough man. Riders. Drafting yeah. dead guy. Yeah. I'm not sure. Did it happen? I thought it happened a couple times in in previous things. Yeah. But, uh, Why do you say that? Did, uh, here it is. Did two uh, different Canadian Football League teams draft a dead player in back-to-back CFL drafts? Yes. 1993. 1993 CFL uh, tried out something new. It had been relatively successful Major League Baseball. It's dead past their own country. All right. Uh, the Ottawa Rough Riders drafted, yeah, Darrell Robertson. Unfortunately, he died in a car accident. Um. Their coach remarked at the time of the discovery of Rob, uh, Robertson's death. The league didn't know he was dead until we told them. And we didn't know until we couldn't find him. And then Montreal drafted uh, James yeah, of Northern Illinois. Yeah, weird. And he died of cancer. That sucks. Brutal. Yeah, the owner said I'm upset and is embarrassed as an owner. The research process could be very difficult. Um, guess who was the commissioner in those days? John Horry. Yeah, <laughs> mayor of Toronto. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Good call, Marenzi. Good call. Yeah, I, I wanted I, I to ask him. Re- yeah, that's so good. <laughs> when he was running for mayor, I was going to go to a press conference. Hey, listen, you couldn't even run an eight-team league. How are you going to run a city with eight million people? <laughs> I would have loved to have been there for that one. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I would have asked him, fe- too. Like, he's going federal, too. Uh, like, this guy's not screwing around. About decisions and stuff, I'd say, well, sir, I mean, was it on your watch you thought it'd be a good idea to put a Canadian football league game in Birmingham, Alabama? <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't we start a pro curling league in Tennessee? All right, we're going to get to the phone line. Bob, Boston Bob is back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I gave bad decisions. 
at Heat Rage Radio. All right, we'll get to uh, Bob on. Uh, well, this is going to make us all hungry, people. Going to make us all uh, hungry. And in fact, I went into McDonald's this morning. I went to McDonald's uh, this morning, and uh, I was going to get a smoothie and breakfast, but the line was too big, uh, so I walked out. Uh, but I see here on Wednesday, June 5th, McDonald's is introducing a new worldwide uh, favorites menu um, in uh, every McDonald's in America. So, uh, Cam, uh, this is uh, so basically, you know how like in McDonald's in different countries, you know, they like different things. So they sort of slant it like like good example in uh, in McDonald's in Canada. They have poutines. There's no poutine in McDonald's uh, in New York. You know, correct. Like, you know, like uh, the, the McDonald's in Vegas, they have more sort of uh, burrito breakfast instead of the Egg McMuffin yeah, and stuff. More <laughs> Southwest, you know, like, more Southwest. Yeah, Mexican. Like, Exactly. Like different regional, they, it's a little different. So they're going national here, though. So I'll, I'll tell you what they have. And then I'll tell you, this is pretty cool because I was like, wow, how the hell am I going to get this? But so uh, I don't even know what this is. So a Stroop Waffle McFlurry. Stroop Waffle, the Netherlands. This is your yep. basic McFlurry with a caramel swirl and broken pieces of Stroop waffle caramel flavored cookies. Guess uh, this is what uh, they do in in Holland. I like the Dutch. Bring it on. Uh, I think you're gonna like this one. I think you're gonna like uh, what Spain's dealing here. It's the Grand Extreme Bacon Burger. A quarter pounder topped with applewood smoked bacon, bacon yes. sauce, Gouda cheese, um, slivered onions. On a toasted sesame bun. Lovely. Now, this is what's funny. They actually have Canada. <laughs> Tomato mozzarella chicken sandwich. Okay. A grilled or crispy breaded fried white uh, meat chicken patty topped with tomato and herb sauce, creamy mozzarella cheese, onions, lettuce, Roma tomatoes on a toasted artisan bun. It's actually not even big in Canada. I don't know why they're called I got to be honest so. with you. Isn't that already called a grilled chicken just with, like, stuff on it? Thanks, thanks, McDonald's. You really they you should really have had a poutine. Solid yeah. there. They should. Yeah. Hey, we have a poutine. Yeah. Uh, Come on. All right, That's this weird. sounds all right. Cheesy bacon fries, Australia. Sure. Yeah. Back by popular demand. Uh, McDonald's world famous French fries topped with real cheddar cheese and crispy bacon pieces. This actually sounds like something I wouldn't uh, dislike. Yep. Exactly. Um, the mashed potato burger, China. A beef patty with a thick layer of mashed potatoes on top. Are you down with that? I'm definitely down with it. Funny you mentioned that. I just went to the kitchen and I had uh, these Idaho and, uh, instant, instant mashed potatoes that I had in the fridge. And they're, I usually do it from scratch. I don't have the time anymore. They were amazing. I've never had a potato product from a package. They were great. It was called Fully Loaded, Gabe. They had little bacon bits and stuff in them. Man, they were great. Uh, I, I got nothing but fi- fine things to say of our friends at Idaho and Potato Instant. Fantastic. Like, usually and, it tastes uh, here, like junk. Here's uh, the German uh, one, the McNurnberger. Yeah, uh, three brats with mustard and onions <laughs> on a bun. Three brats. Uh, three, yeah, three brats. So this is the deal, though. 
And this is, I don't know, this is bizarre world why they're doing this, but the only way you can buy any of these things, Cam, at a McDonald's. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to get, I'm going to go try the, I want to get that, uh, I'm going to try the, uh, the Stroop Waffle bacon. McFlurry. Yeah, that sounds good. I'd go with that bacon thing you were talking about, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try that. that bacon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So get this, though. Uh, here's the attention-getting gimmick that McDonald's is running. They're only accepting foreign money. <laughs> like, you, it's like International Day. So they're not accepting American money. And You're basically, me, you, you got to yeah, go to a can, bank and get like euros and, and, and like loonies and stuff to no, distribute. They'll accept any coin worth anything from any country. So basically, they're saying a Canadian nickel, I can get one of these items for a Canadian nickel. Like if you have a penny, like they're basically saying, if you have a five thousand a five thousand dong coin from Vietnam, which is worth twenty one cents, you can get a mozzarella chicken sandwich. If so you have a, a two zloty coin from Poland, it's only worth fifty cents, but you can get whatever you want. And you know what I'm thinking? Well, that sucks. I don't have any coins, but I do. I've got a bunch of Canadian coins. <laughs> so yeah, you got that's a great idea for a nickel. You could rock, you could rock that whole menu. It's basically like you're eating free. Too bad they didn't offer this go, every day. You could I can walk week. from McDonald's to McDonald's and give them Canadian pennies. This sounds amazing. That's so good. <laughs> it doesn't even seem real to me. So you're telling me for one cent you can get like a quality sandwich? Fantastic. It says uh, any foreign coin. Any foreign coin. Any yeah. foreign coin. Anything. Like you it doesn't have owners to put the kicking around. Oh, but I got a bunch of Canadian coins, so like I just got to go to one McDonald's. I'll go to the McDonald's on eighth, and I'll go up and the one on six. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I can do the tour. All right here's here's a penny. Here's another penny. Here's a Canadian penny. <laughs> yeah, I can eat all day on Wednesday or Thursday, just walking around the city. But I won't. But I'll definitely go. It says though you're only allowed one item. Yeah. So I can't show up with like a bunch of coins and say, hey, "Give me a bunch of stuff." You know, only one. That would have been cool. All right, let's bring Bob uh, Bob from Vermont in. What's up, Bob? Hey, guys. How you doing? <clears throat> you doing, Bob? You all right? How's your voice, How's yeah, your voice Bob? my voice on Friday. I was yelling very loud. I said the Yankees, you know what? Oh, Red Sox suck. I said, oh. Everybody was cheering that all night long. So, well, you but lost your voice lady, the Yankees. Yeah, this lady... Some Red Sox fan got kicked out of the game, uh, out of the stadium, right? So I started laughing, and she was in the bus with us, and then she puts her middle finger up at me, right? So I told them to shove it where the sun doesn't shine. So that's what I told her. Wow, so a I'm Red Sox fan, did you her. know? Did you know she was on the what? bus? when she got? Did you know she was yeah, on the she bus? she was on the bus with us, yeah. Yeah, she's a Red Sox fan. And he started laughing at her, so she gave him a What? She gave you what? the finger? Yeah, she, yeah, she gave me the finger, and God. I told her to shove it where the sun doesn't shine. I don't shine. <laughs> I told her, and the husband was right there. I, I wow. She was very rude. Very rude. Well, of course she was rude. She's a Red Sox. So the Bruins are going to win tonight. 
No, oh, stop, Bob. Bob, that's where we, this is hey, where this conversation's got to turn. You stop on the blues. Yeah, you no, bring up good ones, Bob. No, it's only two to one. We're not done yet. But, you know. Oh, well, I don't know. Do you lose this game? And why yeah. didn't Toronto foul yesterday, last night? They should have fouled. They took it. They, they could have done a lot of things in that game. That whole game was. I know at the end of the game, they should have fouled more often. They had 35 seconds. They had plenty of time to tie up the game. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors. The guy tries to steal the ball. So that was pretty stupid. I thought that was not a good ending to the game. No, it wasn't. I sound like it was a whole today. A 13 point lead, and they, they could have extended it, too. There's a lot of things that went sour that, with that game. But yeah, like the college talking. does all the time. College kids do that all the time. They know when to foul, and then they do it. You got I to. Think uh, some of these NBA players are pretty stupid sometimes. They don't do I think what he needs up. Uh, but he's a lozenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's lozenge. What? Did you lose your hearing too, Bob? My voice is a lot better than Saturday. Your, I know your voice. What about your hearing? He lost his voice and Whisper 2000. <laughs> Tough trip to New York. Thanks, Bob. Yes. Bob Rock better. Trip. Have a good one, Bob. Wow. Oh. Beat down for everything. And fight the ladies. What? 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 Yeah, broken down Bob. Awesome. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Radio Radio Network. I'm Kevin Bradsey. He's Cam Stewart. I have to uh, find my Canadian coin so I can hit up uh, a McDonald's um, on uh, on Thursday. Uh, we huge. will be in Montreal over the weekend, and um, actually one week from today, uh, next uh, Monday, we'll be uh, doing a, a special NBA Finals. Um, pre-game uh, show for uh, game five, uh, which is uh, next Monday in Toronto. I tell you, I wish the Raptors would have won last night and Me they were too. up to nothing. Would have changed the dynamic of next Monday night a little bit. But, you know, it wasn't going to be easy. The you know, the Golden State Warriors are who they are for a reason. Andre Ugudala, the modern-day Robert Ory, just consistently nails big shots and big situations. Uh, Bob did bring up a valid point about fouling, and I guess Nick Nurse told them to foul Draymond Green. He said, "If you're going to foul, foul Draymond Green." Yeah, and uh, they did it. You know, it's like the Raptor players decided on the fly or something. We're going to go for the turnover, and I, listen, they didn't lose the game because of what happened to them. They were they were trailing by two anyways at that I point agree. in time. Um, but. They actually came freaking close, Cam. 
Like, lost in all this, if you watch the replay, I don't know how Kawhi Leonard didn't steal the ball, actually. I know, he's so long, his arm and his head. I saw him reach, and I'm like, oh, my God. I thought me it too. looked like Kawhi was sort of like a defensive back where he dove sort of like uh, he just missed it by an inch. And if not, Cam, he pokes it down the court, and Siakam would have caught it and dunked it. Like, they uh, yeah. came this close to tying it, actually. But hey, I don't know. No, I said the same that, thing. Same thing, brother. I saw the play. You know when you're watching a football game, you know, you know it's an interception before it happens. Uh, you just see out yeah. of the corner of the screen the DB jump on the ball. He, he, he already knows what route the guy's running. Boom, he gone. That's exactly what I saw, too, Marenzi. I, like, my heart skipped the beat. And I went, oh, man. It was just so heartbreaking last night. And there was another thing, too. When they had the lead, they had momentum, and then a couple calls by the refs really went against them. They could have been up like 20, 22 points at that yeah, time and really made it difficult. I'm not going to blame these referees and stuff, but the way they call these games, like basketball is very frustrating. Like I know hockey, you get some bad calls sometimes, but it's, it's just, it, it's unbelievable to me, the touch fouls. Like they don't let guys play anymore. That's what I don't like. Like sometimes it's a non-call and Jack Armstrong was talking about it on the broadcast and you've had Leo on before. Sometimes contact is a part of the game. Just play on. You don't need to call a foul on every time there's contact. And how many times have the referees blown the whistle assuming a, a, a foul when it's all ball? It happens all the time, especially to Kyle Lowry. He gets all ball all the time. Beep, foul, foul. That doesn't do anything, man. Give me a give me a break. Oh, I know. They never um, they never give him the benefit all of the ball. doubt. All it's, ball. It's, you know, because he mouse off a lot. You can tell the referees don't like him. doesn't have a good relationship. Uh, with the, the referee was god-awful last night. Like you said, the Raptors could have been up by 20. But <laughs> it was also bad for the Warriors, too. You know, Foster and Malloy, yeah. we talk about these stooges all the time, man. But the Raptors, you know, Golden State came out on fire. Raptors weather the storm and are up by one again somehow at the end of the first quarter. They didn't even play well. They are up by one. And then, boom, they're up by five at the half. And Curry started to come alive with about five minutes left in the second quarter. He was kind of non-existent. Yep. And then at the half, it was pretty much, Cam, that's six quarters in a row of basketball that the Raptors had outplayed the Warriors and were up on the scoreboard. Like, before we melted down last night, the largest deficit the Raptors had in two games was four points. Yeah, like the Raptors played impeccable basketball for six quarters. They uh, exhaled when they went into the room. I Thanks think so they good. were like, "Man, we're stopping Curry. We won Game One. We're rolling." They didn't keep that focus where it needed to be. The hundred percent, every possession counts. There were some lazy shots, some bad possessions. The, 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 it was that Raptor team. Sometimes we see in the playoffs that looks like we're playing a regular season game. Like, it was like Golden State were playing a finals game. We were playing a playoff game. Like, there's different levels to this stuff. And, you know, the Raptors have done a nice job, man. But Golden State dug down, you know, Golden State dug down deep, you know, and deep inside and raised it to a new level, a championship pedigree level that the Raptors are going to have to match. And, no one, you know, listen, I didn't think we were going to sweep them. I would have liked to win home games. Yep. They put themselves in a situation where they're going to have to find a way now. To uh, to win there, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, it's going to be that's hard. It's going to be a problem. I know it's, it's going to be, be a big problem. Yeah. I already yeah. had this conversation with a lot of people. It's going to be a big problem. Uh, 
Uh, if Golden State gets calls in our floor, a lot of the time, what the hell is going to happen oh, yes. at them? They're going to have to play. They're going to have to play a perfect basketball game. Absolutely perfect. Like there can't be any type of flaw. It's got to be like an absolute flawless execution. To your point, when we you talk to Leo, that's what he mentions in the game. That's what separates Golden State from other teams. You cannot ever take your foot off the gas, Gabe. Things. No team shoots threes like them. You got a lead every time you're looking. Can't pull away can't pull away they bury two threes they're back in it again it's like every possession with these guys man you can't take a breath you just have to keep on going and going and going and going it's like the energizer bunny man you just got to be all all over these guys there's no time to rest and playing them really wears you out so we're gonna see um the, the fitness level of these players moving forward because playing golden state man it's a bitch i know uh it was uh it was uh it was disappointing you know, it's basically, I lost. I went too hard on the game too because it's the hometown team. You know the way it works. Like, yeah. you don't, you don't use, you don't use your head. You don't use your head when you're betting these games. You're, you want, you're so into it, the party, how good everything's going. You're just like, yeah, you know, you put everything in, and then you think, wow, uh, you you lose the bet. And you're like, can't believe I bet that much on this game because you just want something to happen. It's. uh it's hard habits to break, Marenzi, but you know we caught the That's first the quarter. Or whatever, I, I smashed the game. I smashed the game. So and I got I it. got the push only. I thought I was like, well, I'm going to hit the props. I'm going to hit the, the total. I'm going to break even. And then I get a stupid push uh, with the freaking total. Uh, but we talk about it all the time. It feels after like a win that everything's great. It feels like a loss that the sky is falling. Very the true. series is one one. There's a lot of basketball left. The Not Raptors sure. will have an opportunity to steal a game back. You know, it has to happen Wednesday or Friday. And Golden State, it was just frustrating, too, last night that they let it get away from them, that stupid run. And they did that against Philadelphia, if you remember. Philadelphia yeah. had a 16-0 run. Milwaukee once had, like, a 14-0 run. They just, you know, I don't know. Nick Nurse should have called timeout. There was just there wasn't a sense of urgency. Like, Golden State were really desperate coming out in the third quarter. And we just never matched uh, that that intensity. But with that being stated, it's it's series is tied at one, right? The Raptors aren't down three one right now. They're down it's one one. It feels like they're down suddenly because they have to go to Oakland. They didn't lose both games on their home court. Um, listen now, the problem is Golden State haven't lost at home since they lost to the Clippers in the playoffs. Now they did lose to the Clippers. Now, the other thing is, what was frustrating about last night is they don't have Kevin Durant, and then Klay Thompson gets hurt. But when, And once Klay Thompson got hurt, they couldn't score. But yeah, I know the Raptors were already down by 10. It was too late. Like, they couldn't, you know, they kept cutting it, and that Quinn Cook hit a couple of big shots. You know, this man, the Golden State freaking Warriors, Cam, and if you're the Raptors, you know, if you're going to be a real champion, you got to find a way to win on the road. I agree. It's as simple as that. I can't. You can't. It is like you can't. You can't have that Philadelphia game, Gabe. Remember those games in Philadelphia where they just there, they show up there and get their asses handed to them, like things that we talked about on the show, down like twenty-two points and tapping out. You said it. You can't do those type of things against Golden State. It'll be over before it even began. As I said, you need flawless execution. We'll see what happens. Too Clay Thompson's going to be okay. That's the thing about the NBA Finals, too, right? They're not playing till Wednesday. Any type of ailment that he has, he'll be fine. It gives Kevin Durant extra time for him to get back, even though we don't think he's going to be back. Probably uh, 
you know, a lot of people thinking, I'm not sure if you're one of them thinking, yeah, actually, you, you said that on the show. You don't think he's going to be back with the series. And now they're getting confidence. Boogie Cousin played more minutes. He's going to get healthy over time. That's the thing. The series is set up for Golden State due to the length of time in the games. If they're very quick and staggered, that would be advantage Raptors because I think Golden State needs the time to lick their wounds. And all this extra time is uh, definitely going to benefit them more than us, even though Kawhi's banged up. Yeah. You know, the Gasol, the Raptors don't have a lot of room for error. They need their role oh, players oh, to step yeah. up. And hey, last yes. night, no one really did. They, you know, like Gasol, you know, didn't really contribute much. Ibaka wasn't that good again. You know, we had all those, those nights every once, you know, basically every four or five games where Gasol and Ibaka disappear. And, and it's a little bit of a problem. Yet, the series isn't done. There's a lot of basketball left. The Raptors found a way to win in Philadelphia. They found a way to win in Milwaukee. Milwaukee doesn't lose at home very often either. The Raptors found a way to do this. This is going to be a little bit tougher. I think Clay Thompson will be good to go. Will he be 100%? Probably not. Um, you know, but let's just be real. Even though the Raptors beat Philadelphia and Milwaukee on the road, you and I both know down deep inside the Raptors are a bad road playoff team. They are. And that's what we hate to admit. Uh, they, they, yeah, they, 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 they piss, they piss wins away when they have leads on the road. They get absolutely pummeled on the Back. road, AKA Philadelphia. Yeah. It's not even a game. It's like a point where you go down 18 to 22 early and you're done. That's the thing. Golden state didn't panic when they were down 13 points in the game. They're, they have a championship pedigree. It's going to be tough Gabe. It's not impossible though. I'm with you. Like I think even the line says it, you know, when that line comes out, I thought it would be probably, you know, Golden State seven and a half, eight. That's how much the books love these guys. Six, six and a half. I, I'd wait to bet on the Raptors, though. I think the line's going to continue to go up with them. People assuming that they're going to murder these guys at home. It might not be that way. I'll take the extra points if inflated. And no big thing. We just have to win on the road in Oakland, California against the freaking Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> not easy. Not impossible. Not impossible, but difficult. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions ready to make radio continue. Table Brad seat. Put down a raging redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart Cubs are up uh, one nothing. Of course they are. We're on the Angels, and I never, uh, I never bet on baseball overs, but I thought it'd be a higher scoring game. This Angels and Cubs game, uh, one nothing right now for the Chicago Cubs. We have a couple other baseball picks that we played. I'm with Cam. I do like the Philadelphia Phillies. Of course, we have the Stanley Cup uh, this evening, Game 4 in St. Louis. Uh, Cam, we also haven't done a uh, Major League Baseball uh, stock watch, market yeah. watch, uh, in a I'll while. I've been so so involved with uh, basketball that... Uh, one thing, gotta, Gabe, you don't want stock in the Nationals. Don't want stock in the Nationals, buddy. You want to burn it, 
burn it. I think they're down like fourteen hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, we'll do the market watch. It's a lot of fun to see, especially teams win and loss records, like how bad they, how bad they are, and like even a team like Miami with all the losses actually better off. And I'll tell you one thing: you want to talk about a team burning money? Let me predict this. I think the Blue Jays are in the top two or three now of worst bets in Major League Baseball. They're ice cold. Yeah, they they absolutely have been. So light light night here tonight. Dodgers D backs later. Houston, Seattle, Philadelphia, and San Diego will get into uh, we'll, we'll break the games down. But uh, looking at the market watch uh, right now, New York Yankees, despite all of their injuries, uh, find themselves in first place right now, thirty eight and twenty, two and a half games up on the Tampa Bay Rays. And um, if these are hundred dollar units, so if you bet a hundred dollar uh, hundred dollars a game. On the New York Yankees, you are up $789 on the year. And uh, they're 30, 25, and 3 to the over uh, so far this year. So a little bit to the over if you're betting on them. But Yankees have been a pretty good bet this year. Um, They haven't been like, you know, they've been big favorites at times. uh, But for the most part, because of all the injuries, there's been some value uh, with the Yankees. One thing about the Yankees, though, is they play in a really bad division. And yes. they played 23 games of their 58 games in the division so far. So, you know, but the thing is, everybody's bad in the American League. So you can't really hold the competition against these teams. Tampa Bay, 35-22. and 22. They're up $408. Uh, 24, 28, and 5. Uh, over under, um, so they've had 24 overs, 28 unders with five pushes on the season. Uh, one thing we mentioned too, we'll point out the strengths of these baseball teams. Uh, Yankees are 18 and five in a division, guys. So the Yankees uh, take care of business against these bad teams in a division. The Tampa Bay Rays. What stands out about the Rays? Not very. They're okay at home, Cam. 17 and 14, but as we discussed, they have no home field advantage at all, at all, at all, at all. Nope. So they're actually better on the road. They're 18 and 8 on the road. That's amazing. Yeah, they're 18 and 8 on the road, Tampa Bay. Uh, So you're up $408. The Boston, man, the rest of the teams in this division, man, holy shit. If we just bet against these teams all the time, we'd be rich. The Boston Red Sox are one game above 500. They're 30 and 29, but they're down $1,434, Cam. Yep. Um, Gabe, it's hilarious. We look at the first two. Look at the murderer's row of uh, of complete dog shit uh, for the last three teams. Boston, one game over 500 tells you just how much these guys are favored. It's unbelievable stuff, over 1400 bucks. And the crazy thing about it is, like, yeah, it's just they're minus 220. You know, you throw sale out there, Porcello. They're just not getting it done. And we've bet them where the bullpens. I talked to Galena about this too. Like some of these teams, you got to do first five stuff. Baseball's different, man. With the with those teams with bad bullpens, Atlanta has a weak uh, end to their bullpen. Boston has a really weak bullpen. A lot of those teams, you know, they really fade down the stretch. And Boston's one of them. Take a look at the Blue Jays, buddy. In the next one, it'll make you sick. You want to talk about bad? Oh my God! Look at this. Well, <laughs> what's amazing though? Look, the Boston Red Sox are one game over five hundred. They're down fourteen hundred bucks. Yep. Yep. The Blue Jays are 17 games under 500, and 
They're down fifteen hundred bucks only. So it goes to show the number, but listen, Shapiro is terrible. But I just want to note with the he Red is. Sox, they're 30, 30 and twenty nine. They're basically five hundred everywhere. They're fourteen and twelve at home. They're sixteen and seventeen on the road. They're twelve and eleven in a the division. They're six and five against the Central. They're ten and ten against the West. The only like sort of thing is they're thirty three and twenty four to the over. The Red Sox. So the Red Sox do play to the over. Toronto Blue Jays, as Cam mentioned, they're terrible um, in the division. They're four and eleven versus the, the American League. They're terrible. Eight and fourteen versus the Central. Seven and five versus the West. They're down fifteen hundred and twenty-six dollars. Yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, they've got some not uh, some nice young talent, Cam, but they're still years and years away from being anywhere. I agree, Gabe. I think I, I'm going to tell you, I think, yeah, I'm thinking at least three to four. And you know what the problem is, too? Just doing some research about the MLB draft. Baltimore has uh, Houston, the Houston Astros connections in the draft room tonight. They're probably going to be tanking. But remember how bad Houston was. And it only took a couple years for them to get better. If I'm Toronto, I'm very, very nervous. And I agree with you with the regime. The guys Shapiro and these guys, uh, Russ Atkins, who came over from Cleveland, uh, I think they're nervous guys. They don't look very comfortable in the positions. Um, this team had an opportunity in a window where they were making money hand over fist. It's going to be a long three to five years. Maybe we can get some prospects. And here's another thing. Marcus Stroman, you saw the story this week complaining. It's not going to get any better. Sanchez, you had trade value for these players earlier. It's kind of, you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're not going to get the prospects you want for these guys, but you're not going to win and you need to rebuild. The Jays are between a rock and a hard place right now, and it's not going to get any easier. Baltimore, 18 and 41. So as bad as Baltimore are, the Toronto Blue Jays are only three games better than they are. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Baltimore's 18 and 41. They're down $1,054. Uh, the Jays are 31 and 26 to the under. As far as the Baltimore Orioles are concerned, their weakest spot is uh, actually at home. They're just 8-23 at home. They're 10-18 and 18 on the road, so Baltimore really struggle at home, and like idiots being can't bet on them last week at home. Minnesota Twins, man, holy God, these guys are killing it, Cam. They're 40-18, and 18, they're 22 games over 500, and they're also 2200 bucks up. Wow. You're up $2,278 on the Minnesota Twins, 19-9 and nine at home. 11-3 and three within division play. So they own the division, and they're damn good at home, the Minnesota Twins. They're not bad on the road either. They're 21-9 no, on the road. They're, they're great. And it's crazy, Gabe. And you look at them. Yeah, you're up almost 2300 bucks. Gabe, it'd be nice. Me and you in Minneapolis, St. Paul, buddy, just counting the big stacks, meeting your bookie, uh, you know, as he goes through his camel pants, uh, looking for a jackknife. Oh, it's Marenzi and Cam's envelope. Here you go, guys. Minnesota bookie's getting murdered right now. And also... Story breaking yesterday, interested in Kimbrell, interested in Dallas Keuchel. Minnesota wants to become a player. We, I can't believe just weeks ago we had this conversation where we both talked about these guys at plus 210 uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the division. You want to talk easy money, and uh, we both could have been rolling. and a half games up. I know. We would have almost won the bet. I can't believe, me and you were always doing this. We do this with the CFL futures. We do it with Minnesota. It's like we say what a good play is. And don't do anything about it, brother. It's frustrating. Um, you know what's crazy is who's in second place? Your Chicago White Sox, who are up $731 right now. 
Hey up. Yeah, yeah, I know the White Sox. It's it's uh they they got a lot of good young talent on that team. That's the one thing, right? You got you, Lucas Giolito who's a good pitcher. Yeah, you Anderson. got a couple other guys. Yeah, yeah, Anderson's good. You got uh that's the thing. I, I they're back end. They got some kind of like inconsistent arms there, but hitting Eloy Jimenez, he's another one of baseball's biggest prospects. They got real grinders on this team, man. I'm telling you. The White Sox are one of those teams you just kind of you look at it, you're up $731 like they're getting there, Gabe. And the best thing about it is Detroit and Kansas City as bottom feeders in that division. Other than Minnesota, the White Sox actually play Cleveland tough and the other teams they're not afraid of. So in division, you get these guys at a nice price and they can deliver for you. Um, yeah, you know what? The one thing with the White Sox is you see they're always fighting with teams and they're competitive. Like they're they're feisty. Yep. They're not just like there them. to lose. Like they're showing up. They're trying to build something with a young nucleus. 29 and 30, you got to tip your cap to them, even though they play in a crappy division. You know, really nothing stands out. They're 17 and 14 at home, 16 and 13 uh, within the division. But one thing with the White Sox that just basically stands out is the fact that they're generally underdogs all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Or if they're ever favorites, it's by a very moderate price. So you're never laying juice with them. They will win as an underdog every couple of days. And as you see, you're up $731. So me and Cam have told you guys all the time, once again, I know we don't practice what we preach and just bet against Cleveland every damn day. Because even when Cleveland were good, they were money burners. So Cleveland are yep. twenty nine and thirty right now, and they're down a thousand dollars on the season, a thousand twelve. Um, they're also thirty five and twenty three to the under. So generally, basically, betting against Cleveland and betting the under has been pretty successful and profitable. They have problems hitting. Uh, their pitching's inconsistent. One day Carrasco looks good. You know about Kluber, Gabe. Bieber's been their best guy. Little Bieber, he's getting it done. They have uh, they have power outages in the team. I'm just not a Cleveland guy. I look up and down that roster, not sold on the Indians. I think the pe- perception versus reality is they're still a very good baseball team. They're average at best. Uh, Detroit, here's a classic example of how when you bet on some, when when you're talking about units and it's sort of like football team. People always laugh. Oh, I'm right, so your Buffalo Bills suck. Yet, Cam, over the last five years, you can attest to this. The Bills are always at the top of the league for the spread. Ten and exactly. six, nine and seven. Like, they're Make always money. right there. They're a money-making team. There's a difference, guys, between being a winning team and a money-making team. Like, man, like this is, why we're, this is why we do this segment to sort of hammer it home to you that you think, oh, the Chicago White Sox suck. Yeah, well, that's the perception, and that's why they're up $731. Right, we're trying to separate perception and reality here by breaking down these markets. So Detroit, twenty-two and thirty-four, but they're only down four hundred and forty-nine dollars on the season. Exactly, exactly. But they were scrappier. They're getting worse as the year goes on, though. Can this team? They are. It's like Kansas City. They're very similar. And take a look, Gabe. Too. One of the crazy thing is, look at their home record: nine and seventeen. Look at them versus the West: one and eight. And the NL pumped in interleague play. Look at those records. So against the West into the National League, there are combined four wins and 18 losses, and they only have nine home wins, and you're only down 449 bucks. You bet the Tigers on the road at 13 and 17 or against the East, you're making money. Man, that's bad. Can you believe that? Four and 18 against the National League and the AL West. Weird. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, Kansas City, 8 and 23 on the road. They're horrible. They're horrible. I had on the road. Uh, That's why I like to isolate this stuff. 
guys. So you know, all right, KC on the road, you're like, wow, they've only won eight times on the road. They're eight and twenty three on the road, guys. Yep. Yep. And I can't lie, I, I took a shot of them as a dog on the road, Gabe. They had bases <laughs> loaded, no outs in Texas. No, it's a, it was actually funny. I talked to Visine Vince, we looked for some value. And uh, they had bases loaded, no outs, two innings, no runs. Like, this team's a dog's breakfast, and sometimes you just got to put your foot down. It's like uh, you hear your voice. They're just a bad baseball team. And Kansas City sucks. Their offense, it's it's a train wreck. They're, they're a AAA team. Other than Whit Merrifield, they're a gong show. You know, it's not a gong show. Houston, 20 games over 500, up $713, which is pretty impressive because Houston are actually always majorly uh, favorites with everybody. Uh, Astros 40 and 20 will continue the stock watch. We'll run down to baseball games tonight. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. There's been a lot of reports about where free agents are going, and uh, Kevin Durant is a lock to sign uh, with the uh, the New York Knicks, and Jesse was on fire today. Uh, Yang, you're going to like, you look good as a Minnesota twin pitcher, uh, Yang, actually. Oh, man, do they have me uh, pitching a good game today? Yeah, yeah, they said uh, Yang's mowing them down in the Bronx. That's what I'm talking about. Can have me a little distracted there, man. I'm like, can't do the show, and his computer is over here calling me, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I thought it was like a malfunction, and I'm over here. I'm texting Cam like, Cam, you're calling me. He's like, my computer acting up. I said, computer, computer, <laughs> on, computer off there, Cam. Come on, let's get it. Wow. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe, Yang likes to come back with the mic on, mic off stuff, eh? So, yeah. You better yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. clean, Yang. You better, you better keep it clean because, yeah, uh, uh, you're coming out yard, buddy. I know. I'll be messing <laughs> up on that update, man. But I got you today. How that? You know? <laughs> Tom, Tom. Yeah, I know, but. Yeah, yeah, Yang. But, uh, like Drake, you're going to have to face the music at some point in time because you know you're going to stumble. Um, so, yeah, Jesse says Yang is dealing in Spanish Harlem this afternoon through through, through three innings, nine up, nine down. Yeah, I love it. You're Je- Gabe, you're, you're Jesse Lapine with the market watch with you as the planners guy with the monocle and top hat. That's gold. Now, my favorite one was you guys with the uh, the, the water body with the water volleyball there. That, that was hilarious. <laughs> this guy. I love Jesse, man. He's just too good. This guy, he's so. All good. right. So speaking, you're right. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of market watch. Uh, speak. Speaking of market, you look with you with the hair cam. It's great. The white I'm hair. So bad. I know. You look great though. Like, you know what the best thing about my face is? It's hard to do me in these things other than being like Santa Claus or a drunk guy. You know what I mean, Gabe? You match everything. Like any type of person. Yang's pretty good too. He's he's fitting the role. It's just. Me, I look, uh, I look, <laughs> you're right. You no, look great, I though. Didn't get, yeah, love the top hat. Love the top hat. I didn't get to this earlier, but Kawhi Leonard uh, reportedly has uh, purchased a house in Toronto. Yep. Correct. And the person reporting is Michael Landsberg. 
He knows. And I was going to say, if there's Landsberg hasn't been in the locker room in 30 years, but if there's one thing he knows, it's Toronto real estate. If Landsberg says that Kawhi Leonard bought a house in Toronto, he bought a house in Toronto. (laughs) 